Good morning. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Pasha Shmois, Tavshin Pei Gimel. We're broadcasting today from Ramat Beit Shemesh. I had the incredible privilege of being here for davening this morning in the fabulous Breslev Shul here. And being that tomorrow, the 21st of Teves, is the yard site of Shalom Bereb Chaim We're going to be going out to the cemetery this morning. So I wanted to make sure to be part of that. We dedicate to learning today, Li'iwe Nishmasai. We're in the middle of a paragraph. We're starting from the words, Fahaklau. Rav Nosson Zal summarizes what we've been saying recently. She'osur lehishtame shemdaitoi, ki'im be'es shoha'emuna al-makoyma. A person is not allowed to use their intellect to, to try to understand Hashem unless their emuna is in its proper place. When the person's emuna is strong and proper, very powerful, the person doesn't have any doubts about Hashem or any questions on Hashem. And then, when the person's emuna is powerful and real and simple and sincere and very powerful. Now, Rav Nosanzal wasn't trying to fill up the pages here. He had what to say. Every word he's adding here is necessary and critical. He wants us to know how serious we're talking about the emuna has to be. Then that person has permission to chase and to yearn to try to understand a little bit of the greatness of Hashem based on that person's level. Because that's why we were created. We were created to, to strive to understand Hashem, to achieve the highest recognition of Hashem that we possibly can. As the Zohar Kodesh says, these famous three words, begin the in lay, in order that we should be Zohar to understand and achieve recognition of Hashem. But the moment that the person starts having any type of doubts, or any type of philosophical philosophical thinking about Hashem, which we said earlier, those doubts about Hashem are compared to Damnido. It's a super tumor. Then that person has to run away completely from that type of intellectual thinking. So that Chas V'Sholem V'Yitzahara shouldn't try to, to overpower that person with, to get that person to deny or doubt the existence of Hashem. Shehem Tumas Nida. All of those doubts are in the category of Tumas Nida. Ki Avoy Dezora Metamei Kenida. Because the Gemara says in Shabbos that Avoy Dezora makes a person Tomei like contact with a Nida. So the Gemara compares both of these. And any type of denial of Hashem or any type of philosophical analysis of Hashem is in the category of Avodah Zorah. 
so that we don't want those kind of thoughts to, to overpower a person's thinking and mess up that person's emuna and seichel completely. We're aligned before paragraph tests. So that then when there's any kind of weakness in, emu, weakness in emuna or any kinds of doubts of Hashem, then the person isn't allowed to use their intellect at all. <laughs> only to rely on their emuna alone. And again, and then go into healthy study of Torah, but, but not veer off course into the wrong kind of questioning Hashem, the wrong kind of analysis about Hashem. Paragraph test. Okay, and based on what we're learning here, will understand why Iker Taharo Shohanida Hubamayim, that when a woman becomes Tame, the main thing that purifies her is water. This fits in beautiful with what Rabbeinus writes over there in chapter 16 in Likud Imran, which this halach is based on, where he spoke about a tzaddik, one of the rabbis who saw a fish, and there was water shooting out of its two nostrils. And water was shooting out of the two nostrils of the fish. And it was like the two rivers of Sura. And Rabbein Zal over there explains in Likut Imran what that refers to. Rab Zal says now, What this is telling us is, that through the waters of Das that are going to be revealed in the future, again, the Torah uses that wording, that will destroy and remove completely those clouds that cover the eyes, the two clouds, Esav and Yishmoel, the two powerful klipas. And then there'll no longer be a need for a person to interrupt their dveikus. Remember, we started this halacha based on Likutim there, where Rabbi Nezal said that every Jew, even the greatest tzaddik, cannot be dovuk Tashem all the time with that high level of dveikus. He must take a break. That concept of pa'amim bitula shel Torah zui kiyuma. But in the future, when the Sitra will become eliminated completely, then we'll be able to have that constant vekus. And this is what the waters of mikvah represent. That represents those the, the great level of das that's going to be revealed in the future. And again, in Sifrei Kabbalah, it's called Meimei Hadas. That through this we remove completely those clouds that cover the eyes. Those klipos, avoidazara, ace of Yishmoel, are compared to damnida. Just like the, according to Likutimran, 
just like the great waters of Das of the future are going to remove the forces of Tuma, Esav and Yishmoel, they're going to remove the Klippos and allow us to achieve tremendous Dveikus. So to today, when a woman is Tame, she's connected to Esav Yishmoel. That Dam Nidois is Bechines Esav Yishmoel. By going into the waters, she's going, she's tapping into those Meme Hadas of the future. That's what gives her that complete purity. And then the emuna becomes purified and strong like it was before it was weak in any way. And then the woman can become reattached, reconnected with her beloved. Meaning, to receive with this sechel, legalois ulahoilid hasogas alakusis barpoilam, and to reveal and, and generate new revelations of recognition of Hashem in the world. The oz yiskayim, and then we will see the fulfillment in the future of vahoya or halavana koirachama, that the light of the moon will become like the light of the sun. Because the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that when the Gemara speaks about the fact that when Hashem created the world, originally the sun and the moon were equal. <clears throat> it says, <laughs> Then in the next Pasuk it says, <laughs> Which means there was a change. The moon became small. How did it become small? Through a pigam. There was a pigam. There was pechinas damnidois. But in the future, it'll all, it's going to have a complete tikkun through those meime hadas. So again, when there's damnidois, there's a separation between the sun and the moon. When the damnidois is corrected, then the moon and the sun become equal. Then the husband and wife can be reunited. stam veset and this is why the Gemara tells us that the standard cycle of a woman is a month. What is a month? Because each and every month, the moon becomes smaller and smaller and smaller from the 15th of the month on, and then it starts over again. It's noilat. And then in the future, we're going to see the fulfillment of this Pasuk, that the world will be filled with Das of Hashem, like the water that covers the ocean floor. Because when a person's emuna is pure and holy and strong, and the person is ready to rely on their emuna alone. I don't need answers. I don't need answers to the questions. I believe in Hashem 100%. I believe in the Torah 100%. I believe in the Tzadikim 100%. Then that person will be to understand Hashem, to see Hashem, to understand Hashem, to have answers to all the questions. As the Pasuk says, that when the emuna is solid, then the person can and will be zoicha to das es Hashem. 
Any questions? Question in the chat. But if a person's having doubts about Hashem, that means their emuna is in a very weak state. How can they then throw aside seichel and rely on emuna? What's there to rely on? The answer is they, the person can. This is, Rabbi Nezal says about thoughts, that the thoughts in a brain are like a horse. Just like a horse, you put reins on the horse and you can control the horse. You can tell the horse if the horse is turning in a direction you don't want, you pull and pull him back to the right direction. So too with our thoughts. When the thoughts in my mind are starting to doubt Hashem in any way, I'm starting to have questions. I have the ability to pull my brain off those questions. I don't want to, I don't want to think about those questions. I believe, I believe, I believe. But you're saying, but the person doesn't really, the, the, the emuna is weak. Rabbi Nezal writes in Likutiman that by saying, that alone strengthens the person's faith. And by doing any mitzvah or through tefillah or through Torah, connecting to the emuna, we said, but you said the person's emuna is weak, it's true. So they have to reconnect. When, when, a, when a phone, when a machine is weak, what do you do? You have to reconnect it to the, to the, to the outlet. So we reconnect to all the outlets of emuna. The outlets of emuna are Hashem, the Torah, the Tzadikim. Those are all outlets by which a person can get brand new charge. They can charge up their emuna solidly. Please. The Muslims are setting it up. It sounds like unless Imona is totally strong and totally perfect, there's no room for Seichel. Correct. Seichel meaning the type of Seichel of analyzing Hashem, Kaviyochel. That type of Seichel. Correct. Anyone else, please? If Torah is Das, how do we study it in depth before we have Shlema Semuna? The answer is we don't. We don't. The Arizal, the Reb Chaim Vital writes in the introduction to the Ariz, to the Kisve Arizal, that if a person wants to learn these Sfarim, the Gemara says you have to be 40 years old. The Gemara says you have to first fill yourself with Shas and Poiskim. Those are very, those are very important points. But he says much more important than those things is that if the person, Emuna, is weak, if the person is going to come across anything they don't understand, and that's going to put any kind of doubts in them, don't open the book, don't touch it. It's only if a person has emuna, a degree of emuna, if a person knows that they don't know. I don't know. I'm not a genius. I'm not the smartest person in the world. And therefore, if I come across anything I don't understand, I'm not going to say the safer is wrong. I'm not going to say this doesn't make sense. I'm going to say, I don't make I don't have sense. I don't understand this. Whatever is here is 100% truth. It's the word of Hashem. Right now, I don't understand this. I'm going to go further. I'll learn more. And hopefully in the future, I'll understand it better. And if I never understand it, that's also okay. Not a problem. Not a problem. I'll understand what I can understand. And I, I, I won't understand what I can't understand. I believe in Hashem 100%. And nothing that I learn, Hashem, is going to weaken that in any way. I'm not going to allow anything that I learn or that I don't understand to place any doubt on Hashem, on the Torah, on the Tzaddik. He's going to, Rav Nosan is going to make this clearer now. That's humility, not emuna. No, it's not. It's emuna. Emuna is a form of humility. 
And humility is a form of emuna. The two, the two do go together very, very well. Let's continue because Rav Nelson is going to clarify. Paragraph, paragraph Yud. Take a look at chapter 64 in Likut Yamaran. That's where Abenazal explains exactly what took place when Hashem first started to create the world. That he had to make room. He had to vacate. Hashem Kaviochel had to make room and pull himself to the sides in order to make room somewhere in the middle for all the worlds to be created. And Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likud Yamran that there are two types of questions. There are questions that come from the Cholol Aponui, and there are questions that come from Shvira Sakelin. Those questions that come from Shvira Sakelin we're allowed to ask, we're allowed to study. It's about that, that the Mishnah says, that we need to know the answers. The questions that come from the Cholol Aponui stay out, stay out. We don't have the answers for those questions now in this world. Ayin Shem, take a look there. Ki be'emes, cholol ha'ponui bi'atzmoi hu bechinas emuna. Listen to this. Rav Nosnazal is giving us another definition. What is this cholol ha'ponui? A person learns the sifrei kabbalah, sifrei machshavah. What, what do I do with that? How, do, how does that relate to Yiddish guy? Rav Nosnazal says, ki be'emes, cholol ha'ponui bi'atzmoi hu bechinas emuna. Hashem removed his light. What is light? Seichel is light. Hashem removed the Seichel from there. So on, on that street, there's no Seichel. If the Seichel is not there, then what's left? The backup generator, the Amuna. Rav Nosanzal says, understand this very well because he's He's opening our eyes to an incredible chiddush here to give us an idea how to relate to the whole story of the the Cholalaponi and the Shvira Sakelim, etc., etc. Umish paragraph Yudalif. Umish mishtamei shem hasechel levad b'li emuna, and those people who who don't realize how important emuna is, and they think that religion Yiddishkeit Hashem. Is is a is is a sickly thing. Torah, Torah is das. Torah v'das. And in my yeshiva, Torah v'das. <laughs> that Yiddishkeit is about das. Emuna is for people who can't make it. Those people who can't learn Torah, you know. So, so the girls that they have emuna, but for a real a gather, a man, da, who emuna is what kind of that? That's an insult. That's an insult to my intelligence. <laughs> That was Odomarishan's mistake in going after a certain type of das. And this is exactly like a person who wastes seed, which means, what is, what is seed? The zera begins in the brain. He's sending out droplets from the brain, and it doesn't have a keli to go into. It's not going into a keli. What's the keli? We learned before the keli is emuna. The keli of all kalim is emuna, malchus. Beli 
Bali Hakli Shalemuna. This is a person who wants to be a yid. He wants to use his brain without that foundation, without that strong foundation of emuna. When a person does that, those droplets of das become damaged. And the klipos attach themselves to them. Now, if here again, when we talk about Amolek, it's brought that Amolek is Bigimatria Sophic. The word Amolek is Bigimatria Sophic. Hashem is Vadai. We say on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, there's a whole paragraph, one of the major highlights of Rosh Hashanah and Kippur in Chazor Sashat. Everybody believes, everybody believes there's like 20, 30 Choyel Maminims there. And, and one of them is Havadai Shemoi came to Hilosoi. Hashem is Vadai. Hashem is Vadai and Amolik is Sufik. Amolik is the opposite of Hashem, the opposite of that Vadai. Hashem is Emuna. That's Hashem, that's what Amolik. And by Amolik it says, Asher Korcho Baderech. Keri, Pigamabris, Zeralavatola. That's Amolik. And Rav Nosazal here is showing us the exact parallel between the two, how it's exactly the same Pigam. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says that Odomarishon had a problem of Pigama Bris. That's the wording of the Gemara, Moshuch Ba'orlosoy. The Kamuva Biksovim, and the Arizal writes in the Pre Chaim, where he speaks about Pesach, that this was Odomarishon's problem. It was an issue of Pigama Bris during the 130 years that he separated from his wife, that there was this Bechina, this Keri, this Zerah of Atola, and Ki Odomarishon Pogombazer, Begashmias, Ubaruchnias. Because Odomarishon messed up in both of these areas the Gashmi example and the Ruchni example of the Das issue. Ki Be'emes Hakoil Echod. Because the truth is, these two are really one. They go together. Now listen to these next words. Because a person who is poigem in the bris koidesh, a person who doesn't conduct, conduct themselves properly in the relationship between men and women, boys and girls, the person's brain becomes damaged. Remember, the Zohar Kodesh says, ad abo that there's a connection between Yesoid and Abba Ve'ima, Chachma and Bina. The Nifshat Minho Emuna, and the person becomes disconnected from Emuna, the Yocho Lovoli De Kfirois Gedoilois Hasvishon, and the person could come to major denial of Hashem. Umize Boim Kol Ho Apikursim Vahakoifrim. This is the root of it. The root of it is Pigama Bris, Because through all types of Pigama Bris, it damages the person's intellect. Because the union between husband and wife is dependent on Das. That's the wording in the Pasuk. 
by the Goyim, they say love is blind. In, the, in Judaism, love is not blind. Love is with eyes open. You don't close your eyes. You open your eyes very carefully before you think where to put, where to put that ava. Because that's where the tipa originates from, from the brain. The Iker Pigam Hadas, Shenifgam Alide Pigam Abris, and the main damage to one's person's brain, which becomes damaged through Pigam Abris, is that the person doesn't lose his mind. There's just a disconnect between Das and Emuna. That Kesher is broken. Because when there's a holy union between Zohar and Ekeva, Mishaber Hadas and Moemuna. That's a union between Das and Emuna. Shezehu Iker Shlemus Hadas. And that's the real perfection of Das. When it's just like a man is called a Plaguf, he's called a halfwit if he's not married. So too, Das is halfwit if it's not married to Emuna, if it's not connected to Emuna. This will explain what the Gemara says in Yuma. How does one go about learning Torah in purity? First get married and then learn Torah. Because Torah is das, which, which a person is zoichet to, and there is this holy union. And, and the opposite of this, bebris, when a person doesn't conduct themselves the right way, a, a person looks at what they're not supposed to look at, a person thinks about what they shouldn't think, there's the, not the right type of separation between boys and girls, between men and women, <clears throat> Then he's detaching the das from emuna by and this leads the person to lose their faith in Hashem. The alkain al and therefore in most cases hanoyathim people who are very much engaged in pigama bris heim apikursim gedolim. Those are the ones usually who are the big apikursim, major atheists, and promoting denial of Hashem and doubting Hashem. Either that, or they are the ones who oppose the true tzaddikim. There's a posik in Tehillim. Listen to this posik. Sholach yodov bishloimov hilel brisoi. A person who puts out his hand against Shloimov, against those who are at peace with Hashem, against the tzaddikim, it's an indication of Chilol Abris. Very often, what do you mean? He's, he's got a beard and pays it. Look carefully. Look carefully, and you'll see that these things aren't always open. Rahman al-Itzlan. But a person who attacks the true tzaddikim, Rahman al-Itzlan, usually, usually, it's an indication of major Chilol Abris. Because that's also, these are also examples of kfirus. Because in truth, all of this is really one. A person who believes in tzaddikim believes in Hashem. 
There is no such thing as real faith in Hashem without faith in Tzadikim. As it says clearly in the Torah, we're going to read it in a few weeks in Parshas B'Shalach. That Vav is a connector, that Vav is a Chibur, that these two go together. Person would say that there, there are some nuts who would say that there should be a big psik there. How do you dare put a person right next to Hashem? There should be a big separate, there's no separation between the tzaddik and Hashem. The tzaddik is dovok to Hashem. He's botel to Hashem. And therefore, any, any pigam in emunah tzaddikim is a pigam in emunah Hashem. And if a person shows disrespect to tzaddikim, it's not as bad as it's not as bad as being disrespectful to Hashem. It's much worse. The Zohar Kodesh gives an example that Yeruvam ben Avot was by a mizbeach bringing korbanos tavoy the Zohar, and Hashem told Ida Anovi go to him and warn him, tell him he's in big trouble. And Ida Anovi goes to Yeruvam and he says, "I'm here. I'm a shliach from Hashem to warn you." And Yeruvam ben Avot picks up his hand to smack him. And the, the, the Navi says his hand turned into a tiny piece of skin. Just a tiny piece of skin. A ti- Hashem made a miracle that his hand went away, became a tiny... So the Zohar Kodesh says, Rav says, look at this. He's standing, bringing karbonos the Zohar, and Hashem is patient. Hashem doesn't pull the trigger. He lifts up a hand to a tzaddik, no patience, what instant response. And the Zohar Kodesh says, from here we see Hashem is more makdid about the covet of tzaddikim than his own covet. Hashem puts the covet of the tzaddik before his covet. That's how much respect Hashem wants us to have for tzaddikim. Because these two are dependent on each other. It's not possible to have emun and Hashem without emun and tzaddikim. And it's not possible to have real emun and a tzaddik unless the person really believes in Hashem. And knows that the tzaddik is not Hashem, that there's, Hash, that's, there's the tzaddik and there's Hashem. They're very close, they're very connected, but chas never to make a mistake in either direction. As Rabbeinazal says in Sichai Saran, just like Hashem is always exists. So too, there must be tzaddikim in every single generation. And because there are people who were poigim in the bris, and they disconnected the das from the amuna, this is an example of breaking the vessels, and as a result, their emuna and das have become damaged. That's what led them to come to to deny, not to believe in Hashem. They can be Mechal Shabbos. They can do all kinds of terrible things. And not to believe in true tzaddikim. And they think that they're big intellectuals. They think that they're very smart. They're 
they're not willing to throw away their seichel that's spoiled and damaged and filthy with all types of pigama bris. And they ask questions about, they, have, they question Hashem. Or they're questioning the tzaddikim, or the very religious people that are attached to the tzaddikim. Usually, this is an indication of major pigama bris. This is why the Zohar Kodesh says, that a person who wastes seed, that type of sin, there's no tshuva for it. However, it's written in many other sforim, in Reish's Chachma, in the Shalah Kodesh, very religious sforim that have tremendous faith in the Zohar Kodesh. That tshuva really does help. As Rabbi Nezal said very clearly, that tshuva definitely does help, even for that sin. So then what does the Zohar Kodesh mean? That it will be very difficult for the person to do tshuva by themselves on their own, because the person's brain is very damaged. The battery is, is damaged. And when this person will want to do tshuva, the satan will be bombarding him with all kinds of denial of Hashem and confusion. And that's why the person will not be able to do tshuva. Avol, however, if the person really cares about themselves, and the person wants to save themselves from going into the lowest, lowest level of Gehenna, and lower than that, the yashlech v'yesalek sichloi legamri, and the person will put all of their thoughts all about, about Hashem, all of their questions about Hashem, they'll put it aside completely. As if he has no brain at all. And he'll be willing to rely on faith alone. Faith in what? Faith in the Torah. Faith in Tzadikim. And the person will show a level of trust and faith in Hashem, in the true tzaddikim, the person will definitely be zeichet to do tshuva, and Hashem will have pity on him, as the Pasuk says, because Hashem has much more forgiveness than you could ever do sins. This is the Balatanya is the one who said this. I heard this from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld. We make a brach every day, Chanun HaMarbe L'Sloyach. The word Marbe means a lot, and the word Marbe means more. Riboy means more. I have more than you. Hashem has more slicha than you could ever do Averis. You could do a billion Averis. Hashem has a billion, billion rivers of slicha and kapora. Ki ikar hatshuva al pigama bris. 
ויתיר ויפציר להשם יצבורך הרבה תפילויס ובקושויס שיזכה לאמון השלמה. Because the real truth of the Pidama Bris is for the person to, to strengthen themselves and plead and beg Hashem a lot to be zoichet to complete faith. Because his main pigam is emuna. Remember, Yesoid and Malchus go together. They're the closest neighbors. Yesoid is the end of Tikkun Abris, Malchus is emuna. And therefore, the main Tikkun of this person requires emuna. I believe in Hashem. I believe. I believe in the Shavuah Kodesh. I believe in Reish Yitzchachma. I believe in Rabbi Nezal, who said there is tshuva. I don't, I, I, I don't, the ho'ikr, the most important thing is, sheyashlich sichloi legamri ke'ilu emloi shum seichel klau. To put away, put aside all of his questions, all of his, but, but, no buts, no buts. V'yishazek be'emunah shleimah levad v'ashem yisborach u'betzadikim betachles hapshitos. And for the person to strengthen themselves, in complete faith in Hashem and the tzaddikim, betachlis hapshitus, with the utmost of simplicity, kederach hahamoyim, like the simple people, like the people who never went to yeshiva, don't never learned or anything, but they believe in Hashem, that kind of pshitus. Kederach hahamoyim, like the simple people, sheyesh lem emuna shleima b'lichachmas klal, that have simple faith, would you ask him a question, why does Hashem make a hal? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, there's no questions about Hashem. You can't ask why did Hashem do something. If I were Hashem, then I would understand Hashem. If I were equal to Hashem, then we can have. I can question Him. I'm not equal to Hashem. I can't do one one trillionth of what Hashem can do. I can't create a fly. I can't create any. I can't make a mountain. I can't make. I can do. I can't do anything. So I have questions about Hashem. I don't understand why Hashem does this or why Hashem does that. But Oz Yiskel is sucking cold pigomov bevadai belisafe, and then the person will definitely succeed in repairing all of their sins, all of their mistakes, without any doubt. The Yiskel etshuva shlema amen, and the person will be zochet to complete tshuva amen. Question in the chat, what are the differences between tzaddikim and talmidei chachamim? The answer is that sometimes those terms are used interchangeably. Talmid chacham means a person who's knowledgeable, very knowledgeable in Torah, especially Torah Shebaal Peh, especially Gemara, Halacha, that's the term Talmud chacham. However, the, the real definition of Talmud chacham means also where his emuna is solid. And his tikkun abris is solid, but the term Talmud Chacham relates specifically to that area. The term tzaddik, the Zohar Kodesh says, man tzaddik, man denotar bris. That the term tzaddik is associated with Yosef HaTzaddik, who showed incredible greatness in the area of purity. But there are many times that these two terms weave in, in and out of each other <clears throat> throughout Likut Imran and other Sforim. Question in the chat. How can we know the difference between questions that can, between the questions that can be an answered and those that cannot? By only studying the kosher books and staying away from books that are labeled unkosher. 
by the tzaddikim amitim. Rabbi Nezal and other tzaddikim gave us a list of books that a person should not study. All, all types of Jewish philosophy, even if it's written by the Rambam or other giants in Torah, to stay away from that, like from poison, like from the worst poison in the world. Not to engage in learning the, those types of svarim, those types of books, not to listen to those types of lectures. Rabbis who are teaching Torah and philosophy, Torah and science, in a certain way, without the proper emuna in Hashem, in the Torah and Sadiqim, those are the things we need to stay away from. Being that it's Erev Shabbos, and we, we have to go to, for this yard site, we'll hold it over here for now. We came to a, an end. We still have a little piece on this halacha, and then we go into the final halacha on this volume, which will continue Hashem, right after Shabbos, hopefully. Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos. <laughs> We're going to read about Moshe Rabbeinu, the birth of Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the ultimate tzaddik, who was able to take us out of the 49 levels of Tumor, out of the cesspool, Erev Asa'oretz, the center of Pegama Bris of the entire world, Mitzrayim, and bring us up to the highest level of t- to Shavuos, whiteness, pure whiteness, the, the, the dairy that we eat on Shavuos, to take us from bright red to lily white, you know, the ultimate of purity. Thank you very much, Rabbi Nassim. Shabbos. Wonderful Shabbos to all.